tell me, how are you doing with your self-care habits and routines this week? Are you learning to put yourself first and to really look inside and be intentional with how you're feeling? Well, we have another episode opportunity to discuss this. You are listening to Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio, and I'm Tammy Riley, your host. This week, my friend Ben Rippey, who is the president and creator of Besser Events, will share conversation with me, and he lives out in the gorgeous woods of Colorado. So we'll have conversation around greenery, distancing from your social media, caring for others, and really the simplicity and joy that spending time with your pet, and in his case, his dog, can bring. So stay tuned for this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. Welcome back, friends, to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. I'm Tammy Riley, your host. I am super pumped to have my friend and colleague, Ben Rippey, with us today. Uh, And I know Ben from the world of fitness, but specifically in events and conferences. Ben is, um, oh my gosh, he's the most calming presence in the midst of a chaotic, huge event where he's managing diva presenters, because we're divas. He's, he's managing presenters and volunteers and then attendees. And he just has this very calm way of putting out fires and making you feel special and gives you all the attention you need. And I just adore everything about his presence. So Ben, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be with you. I know, same. So Ben is in Colorado. So it's funny because I have these pockets of my life where I have good friends. Like we've spent a lot of time together and, and, but it's in like really weird pockets and then these different little places. And it's really intense for like three days. And then I don't see you for a year. Yeah, totally. (laughs) But we have the best time for those three days. (laughs) It's amazing. And you take, you really do. You are, you're such a caregiver because I think for someone to be able to do events, like one piece of it is the organization, which, you know, you're going to tell us about your life as an organizer. One piece is that behind the scenes, but but when you're in the moment, when you really are managing all of all of the attendees and all of the participants seamlessly, because people are really demanding, but you just have a great way about you. Is that, is that always been your style? Is that something you had to, to work on? I mean, I Tell appreciate me you for saying that. I, I, sometimes I don't know if people actually think that about me or if they're like, oh my gosh, that guy's so annoying. But I'm glad that based on your impression that like people think I'm, you know, very calming for them. Um I, I feel like I got a lot of how I work from my dad. Mm. Uh, because that guy just is always going. He's always doing something. He's already retired now, but he's still working in the yard and working on this project and doing this thing. And he's always doing multiple things at once and, and keeping track of things. And actually, my mom is very much that way, too. She's very detail oriented and, 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 um, you know, making lists and, and I find myself making lists all the time as well. So I get a little bit of both of them, but, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I got a very good work ethic from, you know, from my dad, like just not, not quitting a project and just, you know, it, it may not be perfect, but, but just working and working and working until it's done and, and doing the best you can while you're doing it. So yeah, and I, what's kind yeah. of funny is for most of us in fitness, again, we leave our families, we go away for this weekend event, but I met your parents because they worked yeah. with you at an event and they're so lovely. It was so <laughs> <Yeah>. really nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and even at that, it's so funny because at that event during the load in, 
my dad, I mean, my dad is, is not a young guy and, you know, he's not in the best physical shape. <laughs> And he's out there on the loading dock, like lifting boxes and moving things with me. And he's all sweaty and he's just doing all the things. And I'm like, wow, you, I admire you for what you're doing right now. Cause it's a lot of work, a lot more than people and, think, you know? And, and it was out of love for you. Like you didn't quote unquote hire him. It was, no. it was love. <laughs> yeah. And he, and I, you know, I really wanted him to be there for, it was, it was my first individually produced event for my new company. And, and I just said, you know, I really want you both to be there. I, I just think it would be really amazing support to have you there because it's a little nerve wracking to do your first thing on your own, you know, and it, when you have that support from your parents, it, it, it really helped boost me up. And, and the fact that he was in there moving all the stuff with me and organizing things and making sure everything was perfect uh, coming up and, and saying, Ben, I really, do you think that they're okay doing this? Like he was offering suggestions. I was, I was so happy to have that. It was amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so let's backtrack and we've said events, but let's give the audience a little bit of an understanding of like where you came from, your background, what it is you do, and now your new company that you have. Okay, sure. Yeah. So I actually went for marketing um, when I went to college at Colorado State University. So I was in the business school and I really liked um, the marketing side. And in particular, uh, the event marketing kind of really spoke to me. And, I, and we had a class project in one of our um, uh, social, it was actually called social marketing, which back then, you know, was not what we think of now because everyone attributes it to social media, but it was, it was about helping elicit like a behavioral change in people by, you know, by offering them information and education. And so we actually did a whole project for Citibank where we were helping college students better understand how to manage their credit debt. And so we were doing all these little mini events in order to get them to understand, um, you know, how to, how to do those things. And I remember we did a fair we, where we set up a little booth. We did a, there was like a housing fair. There was a, we had like a street team that we hired to work outside. So there was all these little things that I was like, wow, this is really fun. And it fit my, I have a lot of energy most of the time. Yes, so it you do. really <laughs> fit, fit my energy level too, to be working on many things and trying to help people do things. And it, it just really fit, you know? And so then I fast forward and then my my first um, fitness related job out of college was actually for a company called Peak Pilates and they were based in Boulder up here where I live in Colorado and my first day on the job was flying to a Pilates conference. This, oh this young like how old was I 22 23 like this young <laughs> little kid going to this conference and for those of you that know Pilates equipment reformers and Cadillacs and all those things they can be time consuming to unpack and assemble. And this event had 20 of each of those things. It was huge, the amount of effort. And so we were there three or four days early sending all this stuff up. So I'm just this young guy, didn't know a lick about Pilates. You know, I just was like, I had heard of it. You know, I was more of like a weightlifter and I ran and I did all those things. But I was like, well, this is interesting. It's And that's the other thing. I was like trying something I've never tried before either. And so that was really intriguing to me about Pilates. And so I jumped on a plane, you know, I was there all week, setting up a booth, setting up equipment, talking to instructors, learning about Pilates, watching some of our master instructors talk about Pilates. So it was all very interesting to me. And even though I was on the marketing team initially at Peak, where we were focusing on photo shoots and things like that, I really kind of drove toward only doing the events within the marketing department. And then it really blossomed where we started doing upwards of, you know, 10 to 20 per year that we were attending. And these, these types of events were 
regional across the country. They're instructor education events, um, not really consumer-based. And they're for an already certified instructor to get that continuing education to improve their knowledge so that they can better teach, you know, whether it be in a studio or a gym, um, but then also to build the community around them and make connections with other people that have, you know, like-minded business goals. So it, it was really, really cool to be a part of those kinds of things. And, and I really wanted to um, delve into it more. And so that's why, and of course I was a young guy and I loved to travel. So I was like, let's go to this city and this city. And so it was, it was, it was pretty cool to, to just be thrown into that. And, and I, I think um, the fact that I, I just threw myself into pressure from the second I started the job on day one made it a lot easier as I went on in my career when things got crazy at an event that I was able to moderate that because I'm like, well, I've seen that before. I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure you've seen it all. Yeah. So, so literally when Ben says there's a lot of travel, like fitness events and being a part of, you know, a company that has, you know, a lot of product and a lot of presenters, you're global. So it's, you know, big events in Germany and, and big events in Asia. And it's really, it's intense, but you are able to meet new people, which I think is what one of the things we share in common, like traveling and meeting the people in that area and having the conversation. Like I'll also say, I know he didn't even get to the point where we've even worked together and met or his new company, right. but Ben will work. No one works harder for, than him in the day. And like, he can get so much done and he is so on. And then also no one enjoys the evening the way Ben does, like having a nice dinner and and meeting people and having conversation. And he'll stay up late night talking with people and figuring it out and then just get up like, you know, 5 a.m. The alarm goes off and you're out there like a ball of energy. So it definitely wasn't was a, a profession that, you know, melded with your heart when you when you joined in. I can attest to yeah, that. Yeah, it absolutely did. Well, thank you. Yeah, it, it certainly fit me very well. Yeah. And then, you know, in, in uh, 2009 into you know 2010, during those years, um, Mad Dog Athletics bought Peak Pilates, and and of course they you know they were multiple brands, spinning being the the major brand, um, and then that is where I met Tammy at at, at their <laughs> yeah. So um, you know since that from that point, then it was not only the Peak Pilates events, but we'd go to these large events and we'd have to have multiple brands represented and give multiple weight to different brands, and that was really an added layer of difficulty because having to figure out the puzzle piece of what should go where and how many sessions should be dedicated to this brand and how much boost space to this brand and what product are we going to sell? I mean, the, the myriad of things to consider was far greater than before. So it, mm-hmm. it definitely, um, you know, and it required a team at that point. So then we had a couple of people working with me on the events team and, and really, and we, we came very close. We traveled together all the time. We had a good system going and it was really nice to, and, and, you know, to, to, interact with the master instructors like you and all the other ones I knew all those years, it was just really great because I got to see some of the best knowledge in the industry right in front of me because I was there at all the sessions. I mean, I wasn't participating, taking every session, but I was there hearing things and understanding master instructors talking to each other and understanding the the key words that were relevant for the brands. And it was just really, really immersive in that way to, mm. to understand the, that world. And I think that's, what's great about these events for an instructor is you go to be an attendee, but you immerse yourself in this world where it's really invigorating and it really makes you feel like you're part of it, you know, especially so, with the spinning crew. Yeah. And what's interesting is 
you went in kind of from the event and the marketing piece, not because, oh, I want to be involved in the fitness industry piece. Right. So I think just for you with your interests too, that's been, um, you know, a really a good fit right away that kind of gelled for you. Yeah, because I was always into fitness in terms of my personal life. You know, I started because the second I got to college at 18, I I saw the gym and I was like, I'm in there, I'm going. And I was there, you know, I'm a pretty regimen person and I was there all the time. And so it was, or, or, or playing flag football or running, I was just always doing stuff. So by the time I got to this world of fitness, it was a different perspective for me. But I'm like, okay, I get to do the marketing and the event planning element. And I get it. It's all about working out and health and wellness. Of course. And it was just like the perfect thing. So yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. And then a year ago ish. And then, uh, no more. It's, it's going to be yeah. three years in October. Oh so. my gosh. Time warp. Sorry about that. Time warp. No, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah. So, uh, so then, you know, we go through all those years at, uh, at Mad Dog where I was planning all these events. And then I, I just needed a new challenge. You know, it was time. Um, it's because it's kind of, at least this day and age, to be working for a company for, you know, 11 years all the way through. So, uh, so it was just time to, to really move on and do my own thing. And, and because this was a niche that I really loved, it was where I wanted to stay. It wasn't like, go find a new path. It was find a different way to do the same path. And for me, it was about taking on the challenge of my own business to do it. Um, it's scary at first doing that, you know, you're working for a company, you have benefits, you all have all the things, but then now it's like, well, it's you, you got to figure it out, you know? And so, so that was, that was very tough for me. The first, you know, we, the first event I had was in October of 2017. So we're now going to be in year three with this year's event. It's crazy. It's already three. Like, I'm sorry. In my mind, it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, now it's, um, it's already three years in and it's flown by, but I've already learned so much as a result because you, you make mistakes as a new business owner. You're, you're going to, but it's how you handle those things and how you press forward. And, and so I, you know, I, when I started the business, it was about planning a, so Besser is the the name of my company. And it's really based from my grandpa who had a lot of inspiration for me. Um, and he was German. And mm-hmm. so the word Besser is about, is better. Um, so it's better events essentially. Um, so it's the idea that that you know we can go in into it doesn't even have to be in the fitness industry, but it's because I love fitness that's where I'm at. Um, but it's about creating a better event experience for people. And so with this this company, I wanted to launch my first event was something that was um, fairly easy to produce based on my current knowledge, um, it, rather than just trying to recreate something that was so far out that it might not get traction right away. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and since I was so tied into the mind body space as, as the start of my career with Pilates and then of course doing all these spinning events and seeing all different types of fitness modalities, it was really cool then to, to look at it and say, wow, there's a big space for bar because there's just, there's all these different companies that offer all this different education, but there wasn't, there wasn't a unifying event. Like Pilates had the Pilates method Alliance for many years to unify that group. Um, and so uh, it really had a niche that needed to be filled. And I also think more now it's less about just big grand events that have everything at them. It's more about niche um, environments where people can really mm. feel welcome and included and really part of it. And and so that's what I wanted to create. So that's why it's very heavily focused on bar. However, 
Um, you know, because there's many sister uh, modalities to it, yoga is thrown in, Pilates is thrown in, but it is the World Bar Fitness Summit as the, you know, the the, the flagship event for the company. Right. So, and for sure, I mean, yeah, so definitely your event, we've talked about this and it's why I, I love everything that you do, but it is, it's, it is the experience first and foremost in your mind. Like, Everything that we talk about behind the scenes and everything, all your emails, everything is about delivering the experience to the attendees and also to the presenters. Like I love that aspect of it as well. So you're really attuned to everyone's happiness and well-being. And, and it's kind of mutual that everybody gets an amazing thing at the end of this, right? It's not just put them in, you know, let's get them in a session, get the money and move them out the door. Like it really right. is experience, which is so nice. Yeah, and that's that's one big key I wanted to focus on is that it's not just about money. You know, yeah. we have to think past that in the world. It's not just about how much money can you give me. It's it's that that you get something meaningful out of it that you can take back with you and remember. Um, whether that be the education or a new friendship. I actually had people tell me from last year's event that they made connections that they have now. And yeah. and it's irregular connections. So that's the cool part about it. It's that kind yeah. of thing. You know? It really is bringing people together for sure. I love that. Yeah. And so what I think too is such a beautiful segue is the whole idea of better events, which I didn't know that that was the meaning yeah. behind it. And that's just so special now that I know that story. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I know what your life was sort of like mid-March when all the craziness and the change in the world happened, because there's a lot of work that goes into putting on a conference in October. So March, you were like full steam thinking about what was happening and, you know, getting people lined up in contracts. And so all of a sudden the world flips upside down. So, so how did your, like what you do change? How was your life changing at that point? Like what was happening for you um, as, as a human and as a business owner? Yeah, it was big, big change. Absolutely. So <laughs> I, I started even earlier this year to plan for the October event. So I was launching things in November of last year which I don't normally do it that early because, you know, it's just so far out and, you know, not everyone these days likes to plan. Some people plan ahead, but, but not everyone does. So I, I normally will launch, you know, at the beginning of the year, January, February, but I was already rocking and rolling. I already had this the schedule going. I was doing promotion. You know, we already had people signing up. So, and, and concurrently at the same time, I had a, another consulting contract with Mad Dog, who we both you know, work with. So, so it's yeah. like, and I was helping them to plan an event that they were going to do in May. And we started having these conversations of, I don't know if this is going to happen because every single day we kept getting new information, new information. So in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, I have to see what happens here because this could get really bad for me in October because a lot of people don't know when you, when you plan these kinds of, kinds of events, you commit to a lot of money with hotels or whatever venue you choose. It could be a convention yeah. or whatever it is. Um, it is not cheap. And so if you don't make decisions with that quickly, you are stuck with that money. Um, and so that's kind of where my head went is, okay, you know, things are shutting down, things are changing. And then, and especially once we got into March and then April, it was like, Ooh, okay. So I made that decision at that point, you know, I started having little conversations here or there with the hotel, just kind of putting feelers out um, because I knew I had until October. So there was, there was time. Um, but I, in the back of my mind, I was like, I think I need to switch this somehow. And so I started talking to the hotel, seeing what we could do. And then when they final, finally gave me the decision that they could just literally transfer what I was doing to 2021, then I said, great, not doing it. But 
virtual virtual isn't a new thing in terms of an option. You know, we've had virtual for a couple of years, but what forced that everyone's hand this year is that that's really the only way to go. Mm. You you either do virtual or you don't do one. So and I, and I, the the whole point of my event is to to foster growth in the community for bar right now. And so if there's a lapse in that, it lapses the growth of the community. So I was not just going to hard stop, not do the event. I had to move forward. And so the only way forward was with virtual. So I did take, as I think is important for everyone to do right now, a couple steps back and just relax for a second. And I just didn't try and just charge forward with a bunch of things. I just thought and I gathered information, you know, a little bit methodical. And it can be hard for us to do that sometimes. Because we want to rush, rush, rush. We've got to do this, do this, do this. But sometimes it's really good not to. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I watched what what else was going on in the fitness industry. I, you know, there's other major events like URSA. We saw what was going on with them. You know, the SCW, DCAC, there's all these industry events that do similar things. And, um, you know, and, and it's good to just sort of pause and just wait and reassess things. So I did that for a few weeks. And then I said, okay, it's time to go. And so then I started getting things in motion for what a virtual event would look like and what I thought was important for it. And the tough thing with that is to still keep the customer experience in that new format. Because as I mentioned before, that was key for me. It had to be about having a good experience. Mm. But then how do you keep that when it's on a screen? You know, So, so I tried to th- take some time to, to really dive through those ways to integrate so that the event was, was um, meaningful to people. So we, you know, we did things like everyone's going to get a welcome bag mailed to them with a bunch of goodies. Cause that's one of the great things about getting to a live event is that you get your welcome bag and you check in. Um, and then the big thing is that um, our, our largest sponsor, um, Savier Fitness, who has bar above and then um, the booty kicker uh, product portable bar. Um, they are, um, when you register, they will ship you out a portable bar as part of your registration. So, so awesome. another step forward is that you are now in part of that. You're part of this when you register. And so that's that's what I wanted to keep going. Um, but then to go back to what you were saying, I did that same thing with my personal life. I okay, had to- I was- just yeah. gonna ask you that like okay ben the business person is like two weeks <laughs> off that's it now i've got now i've got to go 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 but ben the human <laughs> i think ben the human had to take longer okay <laughs> yeah and in doing so i even had to pick up side gigs because you do what you need to do you do what you do to survive um and and while i was fleshing through these things with the business and figuring how to, how to grow it and how to survive um i just said okay Put, put the pressures behind you for now. Um, find something on the side that will just make a little bit of money here or there just to keep a little money coming in. But take a lot of time during the days to just change up what your routine was and not feel the, and I'll use this word a lot, it's pressure. Because sometimes we just put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And, and I had to tell my, and this was hard. I had to tell myself, Ben, you don't need to get that done right this second. You, you don't have to. You may think you have to, but you don't. And um, and it, it, it took a while for me to get comfortable with that because I'm so used to go, 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 do this, do this, do this. But I just changed up my routine a bit. And I, you know, and the tough thing was with gyms closing, that threw my gym routine off. And then, so now it's like, okay, home workouts and doing that. And 
So there was a lot of adjustments, you know, to those types of things. The beauty about Colorado is that we have a lot of outdoor spaces, so you can zip up to the mountains, get a hike in. Um, you could, you know, really go anywhere around town. And we don't have a lot of like big lakes or anything, but we have spaces that you can go for walks and and be around trees and nature. And and I live, you know, twenty five minutes from the mountains, so I could I could go on hikes to get away, um, clear my head. I didn't do as many as I wanted to. Because once I got started up the virtual event again, again, then I was like full steam. But but I I made time to tell myself, okay, for this couple of hours, whether it be in the morning or whether it be in the middle of the day or at night, you just have to chill and put this other thought that you have about needing to do this thing or that thing, put it away and just hang out. So that that's a new idea for you, I think, right? Because you mm-hmm. you in general are very you like to be busy physically and mentally. So the challenge of chilling, what would chill look like? Like, what does that look like for you? I mean, I love movies. So okay. for me, was watching all the movies that I love. Maybe from you know two thousand and nine, like any funny comedy movie, um, and. And really just kind of like being, okay, my dog is like my favorite thing ever in the world. (laughs) So honestly, being around her all the time, going for walks or just like, just lounging and, and just, I don't know, just like hanging out with the energy that a dog brings was really comforting for me in that time because we had a lot of alone time, you know? Um, during that time. And I, and I would read some things here or there. I'm not, the reading isn't like my, my most favorite thing to do, but I would read so that I could, you know, and that's something I want to enhance actually going forward is reading more often, to, um, longer books. So I can really saturate myself into something. Um, traveling wasn't an option and I, so I didn't get to do that, but I'd bike ride. Um, and like I said, the hikes, taking an hour to get away and go on a hike. Um, or even if you can't doubt, you know, give that much time, 20 minutes to, to just go around and, and, and where there's trees and greenery. And oddly enough, the biggest way that I chilled was setting specific times to be away from social media. Mm. Yes. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, we're all, and it's kind of been, this is an interesting topic for me because it's actually been something that's happened for me prior to COVID as well. And I think a lot of people do this. They feel certain pressures from social media um, that you're not good enough because how many likes did you get on this? Or, oh, this person didn't say this to this. Or, well, why didn't they comment on it? You know, it's like our heads spin, spin, spin over all these things. And sometimes it can be really bad for us mentally because we have this expectation or or we think a friend treated us poorly when really they didn't even have any intention of being that way. It's just because of the way social media treats us, it affects us in a negative way sometimes. It's it's a weird necessary evil because we see so many great things from social media where we see updates from what friends are doing or we might see, an I don't know, an interesting article or something funny that we want to share or whatever it is. But then the conversely, the other side is there's, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, negative things that come from it. So to combat that, I've really tried to just pull myself back from, you know, I, I post, but it's, it's here or there. It's not, you know, four times a day. I'm not just like post, 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 because I feel like what I was finding was happening. Not that I was too involved in that, but what I was finding was I was more concerned about what people were thinking about what I was doing on here on my phone than what I was doing in my own life. Mm. 
and starting to care more, more about what I was doing and why I was doing it. So, you know, it, it started a couple months before COVID, but then really made more sense to me then because I'm like, I don't need to, to, to see all day long what everyone's doing. I need to focus all day long on what I'm doing. Um, right. And it's a big shift because it's so hard to do because we yeah. gotta live that way. We've been so uh, connected to it for so long. You know. And and you're tied to it like we're talking about our global community, right? Those posts yeah. are how I get to say, oh, look at Ben and his dog having a hike today. Like, oh, let me like right. that because that's right. awesome. He's out there, right? So it is how we connect. And and for you as your business, marketing your event, I mean, my gosh, like that's yeah. what you have to do. Yeah. So I, I think we're sucked into it for the right reasons. But then like you're saying, it becomes that default of like, oh, I have a second. Let me pick my phone up. And should I be posting? Why didn't anybody like that? Exactly. Oh, everything you're saying. I so, I so relate to. <laughs> and uh, I noticed that I was doing that as well. Like getting up in the morning and first thing, like I'd be checking. It was like, instead of reading the news maybe, or reading something that would, you know, I guess benefit me more. I was just mindlessly scrolling to kill time, which is also fine, but right. right. It's just not always that productive, I guess, um, mentally. Right. I think right. that's fine. Yeah, and, and yeah, take away the productivity in terms of a work sense, but just mentally for you as a person, it's not mm. as productive. And it's hard for us to see that. But I really started to notice it. And and like you said, these things are so necessary. I have to market my business. I like sharing my life with others and I like seeing others' lives shared with me. I like seeing what you're up to, you know. So it's not that it's like full stop, it's just managing that better as we go forward. And I, th I really think as many negative things that have come from this, you know, whole thing with COVID, there are some positives that we have to look at. And I do think that, that reconnecting with yourself is one of them. Um, and I don't mean that in a way of it's all about you, because I think that's another thing we need to think about is we still have to care about the community. It can't just be, I'm important. It's all about me. Look at me. I need to take care of me. Don't, you know, it's, 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 you still have to care for others because by, by caring for others, you're actually caring for yourself, in my opinion. Um, so, so yes, self-care, making sure you're taken care of, but then lending a helping hand to others that might need it, your neighbor that might need some help, or, I mean, everyone needs help right now, right? Everyone's going yeah. through it one way or another. So. Absolutely. And you know, when you are helping someone else, it does make you feel good that you've accomplished something positive, right? It's, you know, as you're saying, here you are picking up these odd jobs here and there to try to keep afloat the business until this big conference happens. And right. at the same time, I think it's, it's beautiful that you were still holding the community in your heart and, and acknowledging, you know, the way, the way that you could help, which is so different for all of us in different capacities, you know, and some people can write a check and give money and some people have to do other things and show it in other ways. So, um, yep. was, was there something in particular that you were doing? Um, um I, so I picked up doing Instacarting actually, believe it or not. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's, it's, it's equally lucrative, but then also was super beneficial to people because right. everyone needed groceries. Everyone was like, not sure if they wanted to go or deal with it. And, um, you know, and I'm a healthy person and uh, not to say that I couldn't still get it, but, but I'm just saying I, you know, I was of able body and, you know, to go and I got the nicest letters from people like oh. this old couple, I delivered them their groceries. And this lady left me this handwritten note that I still have. And it, it just was like, we have all of our family members that are healthcare workers and we can't go to the store right now. And you don't understand how much this means to us. 
that you're doing this for us. Thank you so much. And I just, I mean, a handwritten letter to the guy that just went to the store for them for 30 minutes. And they were literally writing the note as I went to the store. I I was blown away. Those kinds of things are amazing. And I, and it makes you, you know, obviously I was looking out for myself. I needed money. Right. So I was making money, but that's what I'm saying when you can look out for others while you're looking out for yourself. It's those yeah. kind of, you know, um, so it was pretty and that, cool. And that people appreciated you like yeah. that, you know, maybe again, you set out to say, okay, this is something I can do. I know pe- there's a need. I can make a little money. Let me Instacart. But then the realization yeah. of what you were actually providing by these notes, by the kind words, I think it does remind us that there, there is that humanness behind it. Um, yeah. you know, cause we can often get carried away with, you know, the, the, all the other stuff and, uh, you know, your survival instinct of, I have to eat, so I right. better do this, but wow. What also, a gift. Yeah. And I also think too, I mean, I could have just said, well, I'm in the fitness industry. I'm not doing anything. You know, I could have just like shut myself off and said, or made it like, well, I'm not, that's, uh, that's, I'm way past my career to do something like that. Or I can't possibly do that. You know, we say those things to ourselves because, you know, we want to elevate ourselves to where we are in our careers and that's understandable, but also there's some benefit and beauty in the humility of just saying, you know, I got to get through this and I will get through it. And now I need to focus on this for a month or two. And then I'm going to go back to what I was doing. And that's, that's how I'm treating the whole COVID thing is, yeah, we're shifting now, but we'll, we'll get back to some version of, of, you know, that whatever normal is going to be in our future, we don't know yet. But, um, but we take these learning experiences that we've had along the way and make our new future even better. Um, mm. Where it's been one of the best things I've seen is when people are going out now, let's take a bar, for example. Everyone loved going to the bars, being all crazy and rowdy and drinking and dancing and all the things. You can't do that. At, I don't really know what state you could do that. I don't think any state. Um, <laughs> and most states now have that, like, sit down at a restaurant and have drinks and then get food. And I know it's not as fun. You know, it's not the same thing. But what changed with that is now you're going with, you know, two or three friends and you're sitting there and you're having a conversation with each other. and and not people aren't concerned about like what else is going on in the periphery because you're not mingling with other people. You're not chatting it up over here. You are with your group and you're talking to your group and you're focused on your group and the intent is there. And that's a very different thing that, that we haven't had for a while because Mm -hmm. we're always busy looking for what else is around us instead of what's in front of us. So that, that um, living in the present moment, which we, tend to forget about a lot, especially, you know, we take for granted being out with friends and I know you're really social. I'm really social, but you're right. It is, we're always, our eyeball is always kind of roaming around to what else is out there. But I love that perspective of, you know, here it is at the table with these two people or, you know, one person that means a lot to me and I'm going to be invested in this conversation that's happening now. And I guess that is such a gift, right? That we have taken for granted before, you know, that hasn't been... Yeah. I yeah. love that. I know, I, you know, and it's really hard. I know my daughter, um, a few years ago when they were all in college, they intentionally, when they would do like a girl's dinner, they would put their phones in a basket and put it away. And I always admired that because, you know, even, you know, you and I we're out, we're doing business and someone's emailing us about something and we're always like, you know, one ear there, but what a treat to just devote your time and attention to someone. So yeah. I would agree that I hope that's something that many of us are able to carry forward as a lesson from this, um, because gosh, how beautiful for everyone. Yeah. And I, and I, um, you know, with the, the chaotic nature of planning an event, 
you put a lot of mental stress in the before planning more way more i mean the onsite of course is stressful in a normal time we're going virtual so we'll see i hope it's not too stressful this year <laughs> but um but the the pre-planning can be very stressful too because there are still deadlines and there's still you know this customer needs this and that presenter needs this and a sponsor needs this and you've got to call this i mean there's a lot of moving pieces so there's there's embedded stress for months and and there, and once I started back up and launched in July, you know, and we've I've gone for a few months now, I said to myself this past weekend, I have to stop for a second mm. because I know that when I go through September and then into mid-October, right before the event, I'm going to be go, go, go chaotic. And so it was necessary for me to literally pull my plug <laughs> and just say, your phone is not looking at work emails. It's not checking this or that. I actually put it in airplane mode a lot. So I literally couldn't look if I wanted to. So these were all tactics I use. And I I was so proud of myself because it's like you just said, we have this tendency of like, we want to just look for a second, at, you know. <laughs> um, and I, for the whole weekend, this past weekend, even through Monday, I did not look at anything work-related at all. Um, was that stressful for you? Were you nervous about it? It wasn't, it wasn't. I mean, I think because I was with a couple, a small, I was with like three other friends. So it was a little group and we, we didn't have an agenda. We were just out and like hung out and we got a hotel room and we were just hanging out and there was no like stress of anything. It was just being away from work. And, and it was really nice to force myself to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I ha it's not easy for me to do that. And it's an, it's a skill I'm continuing to work on. Um, but, but COVID has helped me, you know, manifest that more. So, but that's, that's wonderful because I think many of us are like that, that unplugging, we're not good at, we say we need self-care and even if, okay, I go to the gym every day, that's my self-care. It's still another thing where we're go, go, going, right. It's still another box that we yeah. check. And mm -hmm. so really the intentionality of this, I'm pulling the plug on myself and I need to take the weekend off that foresight because you know how this is going to ramp up over the next few weeks, especially like you've been in the event business for 11 plus years, but yeah. you haven't done a all virtual event that you've run on your own. So this is a whole new gig. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's actually the excitement of it. You know, it can get, it can get monotonous sometimes in any job when you're just doing it over and over. And so it's like, adding a little spice to it and a little uh, something interesting and something challenging is a good thing. And the best part to tell yourself, no matter what profession you're in is it doesn't have to be perfect. Oh, like okay. it's a new, it's a new venture and we're all have this expectation that we must keep up with the Joneses and we must, you know, we got to be where everyone else is at. It's okay. If you're not where everyone else is at, you're where you're at. And that's all that matters. You know, uh, we're all working in our own space to be where we need to be. And, and I think we lose sight of that sometimes because of what social media has done to us sometimes where we, we see what someone else is doing and they're having fun doing this. Well, why am I not taking a trip or why am I not doing this? It's yeah. like, you're doing what you need to do for you. And you know, that's all that matters. So that's a perfect motto, right? It doesn't <laughs> have to be perfect. And, um, I think many of us, many of us put so much pressure on ourselves. So I love all the wisdom that you're that you're giving us, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> I, I have to ask um, <laughs> a question. So I, you, again, are one of the most positive, energetic people that I know, right? And so even through our whole conversation, anything I ask, like, 
yes, I know there's been like times that seemed a little hard, but you just have this wonderful perspective. So are there moments where you're like down and dragging or is that just not even in you at all? Like, and I say it not like questioning, but it's, it's a lot and I've never seen that. So I'm curious. It, I wouldn't be human if if there weren't times that I was down. Absolutely, okay. they're they're in me, and I, and I I'm happy to admit this. Um, I did at one point a month and a half, two months ago, somewhere on there, have my very first panic attack in life ever. Oh, I didn't even know what they were in okay. terms of the feeling, and I knew when multiple things were on, on me mentally, you know, from different, whether it be work, a relationship, like different things to the point where I just went in my closet and I collapsed on the ground and just cried. I have never done that in my entire life. And then I couldn't, um, I couldn't for another minute bring myself back up. I just was, you know, I was hyperventilating and I, and I just had never felt that before. And, and so I think it's, you know, it was very humanizing for me to because I, I try as much as I can to be positive about things and, and, you know, help people and help them feel positive. But we all have our moments where we're going to go through those things. And I, um, and I think it's okay that we go through those things because then you can really appreciate the other side of it when you get through it, you know, the good, the good side to to be able to go feel down a little bit not every day is perfect you feel some days you're a little depressed you know it's not the best day but you know I've I've the last two weeks oddly have been some of the most stressful for me because I was moving out of my from one place to another I was you know shifting some things for the virtual bar summit I had like car issues that popped up multiple times having to fix different things so I think all of us face these moments where like, kind of like when it rains, it pours, you know, <laughs> we're like, what, what's the world trying to tell me right now? Like, why are all these things happening to me right at this exact moment? And um, I think those moments are where I try and say to myself, okay, these, these are tough, but you can get through them. It's, it's, it's not that bad. And, and that's also when I tell myself it doesn't have to be perfect because those are the moments when you have five things at you that you want all of them to be perfect and you want them all to align the exact way they should, but sometimes they just don't. And that's okay. Um, you know, and I, um, I think it's, it's the, the COVID thing has been really interesting for me working myself through those processes because so much of it, you know, I, I don't, I, I I'm close to my family, but I don't, I don't like have a significant other. I don't, I don't have kids. I don't have that sort of a network. Mm-hmm. So so in my, my home life, it's, it is, it can be very lonely sometimes in that respect. So you really have to delve deep into yourself and rely on yourself to get you through things. Um, and, you know, COVID presented new challenges for me with that because that's, it, it's not my personality to just be, I mean, I love being at home, but it's not my personality to be homebound like yeah. we have. So it, it really pushed my limits, but it also showed me that I have strength to get through it. And I know that everyone has strength to get through these things. We do. We do as, as human beings. Um, you just have to mentally put yourself in a place where you can say to yourself each day, it's not the end of the world if I can't get this thing perfect right now. This one thing. It's in this in the grand scheme of <laughs> hundred years of life. Right. It this one little tiny speck that occurred 
when I look back on this 20 years from now, I'm going to be like, wasn't that funny? Haha. <laughs> like, it's not going to be a big thing. And I think in the moment we tell ourselves these things are so enormous and so monumental. Um, and, and we just have to look past that and understand that, that yes, we want to try and strive to be better and do things perfectly, but we just get as close as we can and that's the best you can do. You know? Such beautiful perspective, which is very interesting because usually towards the end of each conversation I've had with people, one of the things that I inquire is um, if you are and can be a true best friend to yourself, right? So the idea is I know if your bestie in the whole world called you, the dialogue you would have and the support you'd give, not the frou-frou, like it's all going to be okay. The, the reality and sitting right. and holding space. And, and I love because everything you have just mm-hmm. laid out and just said is your proof that you are your own best friend and you can you can do that. Like I didn't even ask you and organically that was what was flowing out of your mouth is your testament to being able to be your friend in these moments, especially when you are maybe feeling a little more isolated and lonely than normal. Yeah, Gosh. absolutely. I don't know if you realize that, like when I say it, like, oh, you're your own best friend, or it might sound a little corny, but, but it's hard because we're not, we're not, we're not always a good friend to ourselves, right? Everything you've said has just been incredible. Like you, we're not perfect and we have to let it go and it's going to be okay. And it, you know, put it in perspective because otherwise we say, oh, you didn't do it right. Like you should have done this. Someone else did this. And you, and I, I just, this has just been so great to hear your words and your, the way you've just moved your life and shifted your life to this whole idea of living as your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's hard, right? You don't want to say it. It sounds like, like you're a little big headed, you know, like, Oh, I'm my best friend, but it's, that's not what it means. It it means that you take the care you need. Yeah, it is. It's all about the self-care and the self-love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ben. So, so many little tidbits that anyone listening can pull out of this and hopefully just your energy, which is even on a podcast. So I'm seeing Ben, which I know all of you can't because I love to see who I'm speaking with. So I'm seeing him, but we are hearing his energy and I know that you can feel his authenticity and the positivity, which really just radiates off of you. And I know that um, that's just organic to who you are. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, no problem. I'm so glad to be here with you. You're you're one of my special people in my life. Just you always have been when I met you. So I, I'm so glad that you're doing this and I'm so happy for you where you're going with this. It's it's just such an amazing like we talk about new ventures, you, this is a new thing for you. And there can be scary moments, but but the benefit is gonna be so great for you as you move forward because you're really gonna find a new place for yourself and, and grow yourself. And I just think I'm so happy for you that you're doing this. Thanks, Ben, for acknowledging my challenges as an old woman trying to figure out the world of podcasting (laughs) because it's taken a lot. And so thank you for acknowledging that. I appreciate it. And I'm giving you a big, ginormous hug. And I will be seeing you at Bar Summit on the computer. I wish I was seeing you in sunny Florida, but something to look forward to next year. And I'll put all the information in um, in the links so that people can find out about World Bar Summit for 2021. And hopefully we will be together in sunny Florida and sharing some beach time and some pool time in addition to some workouts. So um, keep doing what you do, Ben. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. It's been great having you listen in to Living Well While Living Online, which is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. A big shout out and thank you to Ben for our conversation this week. 
I really enjoyed my time with him and I'm hoping you did as well. A special thanks to the team that puts this together, Michael Bachman, the producer, David DeRoche, executive producer, and Heather Popovics on social media. And thank you, Scott Holmes, for the theme music. To learn more about our Quinnipiac podcasts, please visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to all of our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And you can feel free to check us out on Twitter or Instagram at QU Podcasts. Feel free to send us an email at qupodcasts at qu.edu. Next week is Veterans Day. And in honor of that day, I am hosting two Quinnipiac University student veterans, both Marines, Aaron Machado and Kathleen Letgo. And they will share their tidbits and advice on routine, discipline, community, and really what it means to take care of yourself in this time. So please stop by and spend some time with us. And until next week, my friends, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your best friend.